Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Hi, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and welcome to Season 17 of Executive Presence Morsels. I'm so excited and can't believe we're still going strong, a daily episode, every weekday, 7 a.m. sharp, and thank you so much for being on this journey with us. So this week, we're going to talk about five relationship keys, and I have learned these or felt these myself through um, hard-earned experience (laughs) and mistakes on my own part. So I hope to be able to share um, some interesting or entertaining uh, examples of that uh, as well today and, and later uh, in the week. So the first relationship key we're going to talk about, I like to call it what you don't know will hurt you. What you don't know will hurt you. And what I mean by that is we often attribute intention and meaning to others' actions when we're really not 100% sure why that person did that. We saw the action, right? That's not in dispute. A thing happened in the world. It was done. But judging intention and action, right? Anyone who's uh, watched a course case or, or gone to law school like myself, it's it's not easy to judge intention. And we can also often make assumptions that are incorrect, Uh, even if we feel like we're being very educated in how uh, we're making that assumption. Now, this is a really important and valuable skill in being able to intuit what we think the intention is, and we can get pretty good at it. But, but here's the key, mistakes can always be made. And the challenge here is when a mistake is made, And when it's made over and over again, these errors can get compounded and the results can be tragic. And by tragic, I just mean so much worse than they needed to be. You can make bad decisions. You can ruin businesses and relationships all based on an initial wrongful assumption. What do I mean by that? Initially, when someone does something, all you really know for sure, all you can really know, is what they did. You don't know why they did it. Of course, you have a theory. We're all going to have a theory, some of them better than others. But that is not the truth, right? You can't confirm that a theory is a truth. By definition, that's why it's a theory. And I'll give you an example, two examples of this from my life that uh, kind of cracked me up. Um, for the longest time, uh, my wife would not um, really want me to cook. And I thought it was this kind of weird, like, traditional thing where, you know, I did certain things, like I do the dishes and certain chores, and, you know, she takes care of the cooking. And, you know, I it it got to the point where it was, like, really weird because even if she was really um, under the weather or not feeling well, and I'd be like, oh, you know, let me cook. And she'd be like, no, 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 and we'd just order out or, or she would, you know, suck it up and cook. And this went on for a while until finally one day I just kind of asked her, I was like, why don't you ever let me cook? And she looked kind of embarrassed and she was like, do you really want me to tell you? And I was like, yeah, because it's kind of weird. Like sometimes I want to help out and cook and like, you know, you really don't want me to. And she goes, 
all right. And I was like, okay. And she goes, well, you're like a really bad cook. <laughs> so this whole time, I thought there was some other relationship reason why, uh, you know, she didn't want me cooking. And really all it turned out to be is I'm a lousy cook. Now, I'll, just to even it out, I'll share with you a story from the other side where, um, you know, my wife sometimes would notice that when I would get upset, I would cross my arms, you know, like across my chest and get upset. And for the longest time, she thought I was getting really upset at certain things. And I actually wasn't upset. And sometimes I wouldn't understand why she thought I was so upset. And she never like mentioned the arm crossing thing, but like in her mind, that's what was going on. And one day we came to the miraculous revelation that the reason why I look so upset when I cross my arms across my chest is I have kind of short arms, right? So if my arms were longer, they'd look more relaxed. But because my arms are short, it kind of looks like I'm kind of like, you know, like, like grabbing my chest and protecting myself. But really, it's just because the length of my arms is shorter. And it's not a reflection that body language, body language can be deceptive sometimes. Um, you know, my body language isn't any indication of how upset I am. It's just an indication of how I look when I cross my arms uh, across my chest. Now, how do we get to the truth? Right? How do we get to the truth of intention? And y you may think, that's easy, Joe. Just ask them. However, not so quickly. Or not so quick. People are notoriously bad, including myself, at both understanding themselves and communicating why they're doing something. And they're bad at understanding and communicating this both for themselves and for others. So asking the question doesn't necessarily get you to the root of the intention. They may be self-deceived. They, they, they may not be able to access it themselves or know. Um, and they, even if they do kind of know, they may not be able to communicate that clearly to you in a way that makes sense. So lots of barriers, lots of things can go wrong. So what are you supposed to do? How do you know? How can you know? So the way I like to think about this is you need to get more information, not just by asking them, but by observing and everything that's involved in that situation and across time. As you get more information, see patterns that may exist. Test hypotheses and theories and gather more evidence. And you may even want to test some of that evidence or theories um, to see what happens. And the result of all this experience and trial and error, to put it in another word, is wisdom, right? The more experience you have, with a person or situations. And the more evidence you have informing your theory, the more likely you are to be making the right assumption. And it's never a bad idea to do a test to prove out your theory, even if you think it's rock solid. And before we get too tough on ourselves, this has been happening like throughout history. Think about all the debunked medical assumptions, right? That ulcers are caused by spicy food that reading in the dark ruins your eyesight, and that cold weather makes you sick. None of those assumptions are actually considered medically or scientifically true anymore. So today what I'd love for you to do is think about the assumptions that you may be making 
about your behavior, about other people's behavior. And are they true? If you gathered additional evidence, if you tested the hypotheses, if you looked for the pattern, might you find something different than what you thought you would? My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsor. The truth is, it's not easy coming up with content for a daily podcast like Executive Presence Morsels. One way I keep things fresh is by constantly learning from others. An easy and convenient way to do this is through audiobooks, and the Rolls-Royce of audiobooks is Audible. Today, our listeners can try a free 30-day trial of Audible Premium Plus, which gives you credits for up to two premium titles of your choosing, access to the Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. It's a buffet and no credits needed. And a friendly email reminder before your trial ends. Go to www.connectioncounselor.com slash bookme to sign up. And while you're there, check out my latest book reviews. Thank you for supporting our show. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Hi, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Imagine this scenario. The good news is you've been promoted and now you have a team to manage. The bad news is you've been promoted and now you have a team to manage. Managing other people can be a little bit like parenting in that there's no manual on how to do it and often you can get different results depending on who happens to be on the team. And there's few challenges more difficult than having an insubordinate subordinate. And some people may think the easiest way is to just fire them, but that often doesn't speak well to your leadership, and it isn't always within your power to do so. So in our next Connection Counselor Workshop on February 23rd at 11 a.m. Eastern, we're going to tackle how to handle this tricky situation in a way that holds people accountable, gets good results, and also keeps high morale with that person and also with the greater team. If you're interested in joining us, please register. You can sign up at www.joquanjo.com slash workshop. See you soon. Welcome back to Executive Presence Morsels Relationship Key Week. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and today we're going to talk about a concept which I think intuitively we can all agree with, but I was quite um, happy to see that someone had written a book, and there was actually a lot of scientific study backing up this concept. And the book is called The Power of Bad by Josh Tierney. 
Um, I actually have written a short book review on it, and I have it on my website. There's a link in uh, my show notes all the time where you can see those book reviews, and I believe I do already have a review of the book and a link to it if you're interested in getting it. Now, um, this good-to-bad ratio is so fascinating, and the numbers can change slightly, but the basic gist of it is that you need more good instances of something to offset bad instances. And this applies to relationships too. And the number that um, Tierney settled upon as a general purpose, generic number, right? Like maybe not perfectly applicable to everything, but just for purposes of illustration is about four to one. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence morsel.